But you seem like you wanted to brag about something that you cooked. Uh, no, I'm just oh. five five weeks, five straight weeks of cooking dinner every night. And uh, last night was the first night we broke stride and uh, ordered food for the first time nice. since we've been quarantined. Still alive, so I worked oh, were out. You, were you not doing it for, like, safety reasons? Yes. Yes, I was a little hesitant to uh, to jump into the... You know, I, I get it. Like, you know, everybody wants to support these small businesses and I hate to be like callous about it, but it's like I'll watch what I'm making on my own and make sure my hands are clean and everything is done. But, you know, after five weeks of, of cooking every night, I made the most simple food, the most simple meal that I can make on Sunday, just pasta with broccoli and mm -hmm. some grilled chicken. I was so like unable to put everything together in like a like it like it shouldn't have taken any thought right i mean like you just you yeah. saute broccoli boil the macaroni grill the chicken put it all together right it took me like an hour to do everything because i was just so like not functioning properly to 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 cook and then i was just like that's it i reached my breaking point i can't do this anymore like you're keeping track of your food you keep track of everything that's got to come to the table ryan's stuff that we're cooking and and like after a while you're just like you know what somebody else can cook tonight and we'll uh we'll just see where that goes so but it was good it was nice to break a little bit and uh you know have some uh some restaurant food again and so what was your what was your go-to your first restaurant food uh we went to mario's which is our, our favorite italian restaurant that we go to and go in there for years and um it's just great atmosphere and great food and um, so we went back and ordered a couple of dinners there and I went and picked it up, um, masked up, gloved up and, uh, away we went. Hi, I'm Michelle, an entrepreneur and creative business coach. Hi, I'm Steve and I'm a social media and digital content strategist. We're friends with a shared passion for creativity in all its forms. Through this podcast, you'll find ideas to help up your game and share experiences with a community of creatives who understand what it's like to work and create in the digital world. If the episode you're about to hear sparks something inside you, share your voice by connecting with us on social media at pod for creatives on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. When you went out to pick up your dinner, did you get a sense of like what the atmosphere was in your town? You said that you wore a mask and you wore gloves. Were, were other people wearing masks? Did you see anyone? Most like everyone, that? most any everyone that I've interacted with up here. Now we actually in New York, our governor, it's it's now like you you man, mandatory. You must wear a mask when you're out when social distancing is impossible. So um, it's been more normal than not for us to see people, whether it's at supermarket or just you know whatever, um, wearing masks. So. Uh, going out to get the food the other day, I mean, it was a little bit more empty, you know, on the roads were a little bit more quiet than they usually are at, at, at that time. Um, but yes, there were people with masks on going to pick up their food. I'm used to it. Like, you know, it, it, you're used to it because it's what's around you, but it still kind of strikes you funny sometimes. And do you feel like people in your area are still panicky or concerned about getting sick or their loved ones getting sick or do you feel like that part of it has kind of dissipated i think people are still panicky in 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 part um you know i, I watched so i watched a woman yell at another person for going we have the way the supermarket i don't know if it's like this where you are but like 
a lot of our supermarkets up here have now put like so, uh, um, tape or, or signs down on the floor like this aisle is one way and then it comes back up and you can only go back up the other way. I watched a woman yell at a guy for going down the aisle the wrong way the other day like really that's what we're making a big deal out of right you know but so yeah I think people are still a little bit panicky. I don't know for me like I'm still washing my hands regularly not nearly as much as I was probably a month ago. Uh, <laughs> I do think I do think people are are still panicky to some extent uh, up here just based on on some of the interactions that I've seen when I've been out. You know people have a reason to still be nervous and to still be on edge but I gotta tell you I feel like I'm living in a different <laughs> universe down here. Not only are people not really wearing masks. Um, I'm not going to say like I haven't seen one, but it's let's say like one out of every 25 people would be, mm -hmm. would be wearing a mask. And definitely like in the last two weeks, I don't think I've seen any. We went to Publix, which is our local supermarket here on Sunday. And even the people in the, the employees weren't wearing masks either. So I'm not saying that that's smart and I'm not saying that that's right, but there's definitely a different attitude toward this entire thing in the part of the country that I live in. And I know that there are a lot of people who would say that's it's political and maybe that is uh, part of it, but I think it's also, I don't know. I, I keep trying to like figure this out. I'm like, is it the weather? Is it because everything just like feels so like nice and normal here? Or I'm wondering if it's just me and like my perspective, because I don't, you know, I haven't like gotten together with friends or anything like that. I haven't mm. really seen people or socialized, but I also like most of the people I've been talking to are like our family and friends back in New York. So I'm not having a lot of conversations with people here locally but it just, it doesn't, aside from the, like, you can't go out and eat at restaurants or you can't travel, I feel like almost zero effect from all of this. And it's weird. It's weird because I know that that's not the case for for so many people. I haven't minded some of the visuals that you have seen when you're out in public. Um, you know, I, I try not to make eye contact or look at anybody when I'm out in public when it's normal outside. So like the fact that people are now doing this and not talking to one another and, you know, I don't think that 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 throws me too much. But I think it's, you know, I think it's important to be aware of how this is affecting other people, you know, because I can sit here and make jokes. And I think other people are having a hard time with this. And, you know, I think early on when it first hit, like, you know, I probably was a little bit more heightened and a little bit more aware of, of things as evidenced by all the hand washing. But, you know, now it's, it's, it's kind of become normal because we've been home this whole time. We haven't gone anywhere in a month and change. And I'm always aware of how things like from a cultural standpoint sort of affect other things, uh, you know, other, other, how businesses handle certain things, how brands communicate, how, how people treat one another. And it seems like, you know, you brought up the political side. It certainly seems like that, that argument has sort of kind of been heightened over the last week or so, you know, with, with, you know, reopening the country or state versus not doing it. And, but I, I think that only serves to kind of prove that like, this is really, you know, the, the way our, our culture sort of feels about this and how they're, how they're processing this, it really makes things difficult for brands to maybe know, you know, when you're talking about who their audience is, like how they really feel about something and, and how do you kind of go about 
you know, communicating in a, in a matter where things are kind of so uncertain. I feel like I've personally been struggling with it a little bit and not, you know, I don't feel like I'm a very controversial person and I haven't really gotten comments anytime I've ever posted anything saying, you know, you, you shouldn't have said that or I, or I disagree with you even, but you get a lot of feedback on like, on like, you know, your takes on Hitchcock movies and things like that. <laughs> Only from you. Oh Yeah. <laughs> I'm the ombudsman of this uh, relationship. Yes. All right. So our, I think this is another thing, like it's hard for me to even like know from my perspective because I live here, but Jacksonville beach. Yeah. So you, you know what I'm going to say here, yeah. which is answering my question. Jacksonville beach opens their beaches back up over the weekend and I think it made like national news. I, it was one of those things like I kept seeing it in my Twitter feed and I was wondering if I was only seeing it because it was local, but I get the impression that it was a little bit more far reaching and a lot of opinions flying around and a lot of uh, <laughs> pictures were posted of crowds. And um, again, I don't, I don't really want to like get political here. Cause I don't feel like I, I truly don't feel like I am a political person, but I will say, I know for sure that some of those pictures that were posted were, were old and fake and not even <laughs> legit. But I, I ha also heard firsthand accounts from people who live here that there, there were days and, and hours where it was too crowded. I, I might be stealing your, your thunder here. So if I am, please cut me off. But it did not go unnoticed that a recent that one of your more recent Instagram posts was shining a light on the other parts of Jacksonville, let's say more of the parts away from the beaches that you have had the opportunity over the last few weeks or so to explore and get to know and really see maybe a part of your your city that, you know, is relevant to people who live there, but might not be you know, known very well by other people who know, you know, who think about Jacksonville. And I don't know if that was a planned move, but I thought it was when I saw it, I just kind of smirked because I was like, that's good. Like, that's very good. Well, it, it was and it wasn't. So there's a little bit more backstory to that post that went up. And that's kind of what I was going to get at was. So I, I told you to cut me off. No, no, no. I'm glad that I'm glad that you brought it up. So I don't live in Duval County where, where Jacksonville Beach is. I, I do live like right on the border. Like I could walk into Jacksonville Beach. I live that close to it. But my county, St. John's County, also opened their beaches, but with a little bit more limited hours. So we're only open, I think, from 6 a.m. to noon. So first day that it opened was Saturday, I believe. And we went out there. Mostly just because I wanted to see like, you know, I had seen all those pictures from the night before and I wanted to see, okay, are these crowds really as bad as people are saying that they are? And ours wasn't, but I don't feel like it's a completely fair representation because Jacksonville Beach has uh, parking lots and my beach, you can only basically go if you if you live in the neighborhood, if you can walk onto it. So the point here isn't to talk about how crowded the beach is, but more so... I didn't feel comfortable posting that I went out there because I saw so much backlash just about people going out in general. And I didn't feel like I wanted to have to explain myself. So 
in that post that you referenced, I was very careful not to say, uh, yeah, our beach is closed, but now they're open and we've been back out to them. Now, we haven't <laughs> since that Saturday, we haven't been back out, but it hasn't even really been because I've felt unsafe. And I mean, truly for for anyone who might be judging this, I guess I'll use this, this platform to just say my piece on it. I think my perspective of what the what a beach is was so much different before I, I lived near one. It was, you know, the place where you go on vacation and you bring your cooler and your umbrella and you stay there all day. When now our beach, at least the one that I go to, is an extension of our neighborhood. It's the same to me as walking on the sidewalk and in our walks that we've done now outside of the beach, just through the neighborhood, are, you know, we're, we're passing people on sidewalks. And I feel like if anything, the beach gives us a little bit more space uh, away from each other, especially if we're, Jimmy and I, we never go out and just sit out there. It's, it's for exercise purposes anyway. So, you know me, I hate conflict. And I feel like there's just been like so much controversy around this and seeing, you know, so many like mean spirit and political statements going back and forth. And not one person, several people say, you know, Jack's Beach um, is going to be like a graveyard in two weeks. Like, that's just, I don't know. I, I get that there are strong opinions on it, but at the same time, like, now is not the time to be mean to each other. That's not helping the situation. The horse might be too out of the barn, too far out of the barn for, for you know, news stations and media outlets to, you know, because that's not what they're in this for, most of them. But, you know, how how people and brands and 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 companies and how they navigate this time period and their failure to pay attention to the culture and and, and what matters to people and people's mindsets and where they are, you screw that up. You might not survive this period as an entity. Because I think, you know, going back to your point about how, you know, where's your mindset with, you know, um, you know, your people still kind of worked up about things like everybody's handling this differently. Everybody's handling this their own way. And I think you have to be sensitive because that thought process about your beach, about Jacksonville Beach and the, and the beaches around you, I wouldn't have thought of that. I wouldn't have thought of it as like, hey, this is an extension of like just, you know, walking through Main Street and in any town USA. Like, this is what we do. You know, this is where we exercise. This is where we this is where we are. So, you know, it's not like, you know, people are just gathering like it's spring break. It's a little bit different. And that's not something that kind of gets brought to it to the attention. And you wouldn't know that unless you actually knew an area. So, you know, I, I think that's the dangerous part about when we talk about whether you're communicating on social media, um, is, is, is paying attention to where people are right now and where their mindset is and being empathetic towards that because it's not business as usual. People aren't going to be as, as apt to just turn the other, you know, turn the other cheek and say, well, okay, it's a joke or well, okay. It might not go that way. I mean, it's evidenced by that woman who was screaming at that, that gentleman in the supermarket that I was there the other day about going down the wrong aisle. It seemed like it was something that didn't need to be done, but she was taking it seriously. You know, it's it's I think now more than ever before being aware of people's minds and what's in them and how they're going about their days is so important. But how do you feel like we should proceed, at least for the, the foreseeable future? Should we just operate under the assumption that everyone is that 
woman in the supermarket who who was feeling threatened by someone walking the wrong way. And I I feel like what you're going to say is like, oh, you should know your audience. But like everyone's audiences now have been like we're still the same people who like the same things. But now we have different intricacies of maybe we know someone who's sick. Maybe we know someone who's been affected by this. Maybe we've, you know, lost a job or whatnot. And I think it's like it's hard to know what to say right now. That's kind of what I'm feeling. Like I haven't I put up that post on Instagram last night, but I feel like every time I sat down to to write something or to put something out there, I was just like I don't I don't want to say the wrong thing and get someone upset, so I'm just going to not say anything. I think you answered the question uh, personally. I don't think people have to say anything. I think there's always a rush to say something because they feel like the situation calls for it. I'd rather see if it if it can be done. I'd rather see brands or even people sit things out or err on the side of empathy more so than, you know, pushing an agenda um, or or trying to, you know, take the attitude that was like after 9-11 where it was like, you know, keep going out and buying things and go to the plays and go to go go sit and go fly airplanes like we're not we're not in that same boat. We don't have anything in our history that can can compare to what we're going through right now. And right there in that sentence should be enough to give you pause and say, I don't have a point of context. So it's really hard to assume that what I'm going to be going, what limb I'm going to be going out on or what I'm going to be doing has any chance of landing. I find myself, like even with my team, I find myself talking more about like, how are you doing? And that's not something I wouldn't have asked before, but like we talk more about those types of feelings, you know, how people's days are going, you know, the fact that, you know, they're there. I mean, we talked about this on our last episode with Keith, that things come up during the day and, and your kids need attention for certain things and work doesn't kind of, you know, work might have to take a back seat for a little while. And that's OK. Like, that's OK. You know, we're not driving the boat right now. You know, like we want to pretend like we are. But we're not. And and I think we have to be okay with releasing some of that feel to have, you know, control over something and getting people to react a certain way and they're driving the boat. But what about the other side of that? I think in not the last episode, but the episode before that, I was saying how I was feeling like, you know, this is like my time. This is an opportunity where I can step up and be a positive person and be a leader. And I feel like I kind of maybe did it a little bit, but didn't really step up in in the way that I had thought that I might. So do you feel like, I don't know, I I feel like I'm getting like such mixed messages and mixed thoughts because anytime I I listen to a podcast or or read something from positive people who who I respect, um, you know, in our space, I get all motivated and I think, yes, like I should be doing this. I have something to say. I can I can lead during this time. But then when I actually sit down to do it, I, I just feel like I'm going to say the wrong thing. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. How are you? <laughs> today? I feel like that's like, it's, and I shouldn't even say today. It's like in this hour, I'm Okay. If you right. asked me earlier this afternoon, I would have had a different answer for you. I feel like it yeah. cha- it, it changes. What hourly. should be a really <laughs> simple question to answer has become a really difficult question <laughs> to answer, right? Yeah. And I think right there, 
that's our answer to where we are right now. If the majority of this country cannot answer the question, how are you, with a simple, I'm okay, not too good, don't feel so, can't give you an answer on how you feel, it's so nuanced, minute by minute, hour by hour, I think that should give us a clue to hit, hit the pause button a little bit. And when we're talking to people, when we're communicating to people, spending more time and this time listening, I think that's the, I think that's the best thing that you can do is just listen to people. Because you're alone almost the entire day unless you're going out for something or you're an essential worker. You're alone with your thoughts. You're alone with your feelings or you have other things you might have to do around the house as some of your responsibilities that you're not spending time talking about them. That, you know, when you are able to ask somebody how you're doing and it takes them a little while to get there, I think that's probably a a clue as to – where we are right now. And I think brands and companies and people and, and really any entity that communicates with somebody else should take a lesson, a, a page from that. Yeah, I have to say in the beginning of all of this, when I would see people just post something simple that said, how are you feeling today? Or them actually saying like, I had a little bit of a rough today, rough day today, today was a rough day. Or Sometimes they would say, you know, today was like a, a better day. Actually, I would say uh, Carly, who is one of our past guests, has, uh, I've really enjoyed the way that she has handled this entire situation. First of all, she's being super proactive and just helpful as a community member, sharing tutorials on like how to sew masks and and donate. And I feel like she's just, just being a really good like, just, model citizen. I'm just eating a lot. Like... An, an embarrassing <laughs> amount of food. So good well, for Carly. It doesn't show Not so yet. good on this end. No, that's true. <laughs> Maybe it'll catch up with you in a few months. Yeah. Well, you only see me from the neck up. So, you know. <laughs> but I've really enjoyed that every day she just is honest with, with her feelings. Some days she says like, you know, I had a really good conversation with someone and it, and it lifted my spirits. But then later she'll come on and say, I had, I felt like I was having a panic attack or like I just stress ate a bag of, an entire bag of chips, just being really real and authentic and kind of back to what I was saying. Like, I I kind of thought that that was like weird that early on people were just saying, how are you? But I think that you're right. I think that maybe that's what we should just be doing is not fabricating vulnerability, but just being really real. Yeah. You know what's? Uh, 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 did you watch the? Um, there was a concert on a couple of uh, a couple of nights ago uh, that like a bunch of artists did with you know from from their home um, or from their homes like you know some some kind of give back concert or something like that in light of the coronavirus. These hand motions that you're giving me over Skype. Am I supposed to pretend that you watched it because you specifically texted me to tell me that you were not watching it? Okay. Well, my hand motion was to get you to not laugh and keep going before you broke my concentration. Um, no, I, I I didn't watch it, and and that's kind of the point that I was making is is that like this thing was airing on like forty seven different networks, so you couldn't get away from it. My wife turned it on, and and I walked into the room, and I was like, "What's this? Oh, it's the benefit concert for." And I went, "No, I can't do this." Like, I you know what? Like because. It's just wall to wall coronavirus coverage. And I get that. But there has to be a point in time where you're just like, no, I'm not doing this. And 
I've reached that point. You know, I, I, I live in the state of New York. I watch Governor Cuomo's press conferences pretty much every day. And that's about the extent of what I can take now to sit through a, a concert or watch a concert that is constantly reminding you of the reality that you're in when concerts are usually supposed to be this this chance to break away from your reality for a little while. Musical experiences are a chance to I mean, right, we go back to Piano Man because because <laughs> uh, he knows that it's been me. They've been coming to see to forget about life for yes. a while. Like it's kind of that. Like I feel like that's what I use music for as an outlet to get away from things. I feel like to be reminded of the reality through something that is usually a release is um, is hard. And that's the thing that I've also had a difficult time with, with so many companies and organizations and brands using this as an opportunity to, you know, to, to, to start out a communication with like, times are tough. Things are different. We know you're going through a lot, but let me peddle my product or let me tell you why we're here. Or you could still come in and get your car cleaned at, you know, Moe's car. Like, it's they have it's like this 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 backdoor way of 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 trying to remind you of the reality and i think so many people are are done with the reality they might accept it but they don't want to be reminded of it all the time so you are into a little bit more of like the escapism at least at this point putting a, putting on a an old, an old billy joel concert in lieu of a live events. <laughs> that was the decision. Yeah. I mean, I had texted you the, 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 the screenshot the other night. That was the decision where it was like, you know, I am constantly looking to escape from, from this because you can't get out of your home. I mean, like you can, but you're coming right back, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's kind of had been, has been our reality for the last five plus weeks. Have there been any influencers or people on social that you've seen do a good job of posting escapism content? You know, I'm I'm a big uh, fan of of Passenger, and um, th- they've been doing, or he's rather he's been doing um, weekly shows on um, on YouTube, and he's holed up in 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 England and you know the rest of the world is holed up where they are so it's kind of like you're bonding over that but it's not a reminder of you know talking about all the the you know the intricacies of of being quarantined and how much it sucks and you know it's just a 30 to 60 minute kind of depending upon the the flow of the show chance for him to kind of play some music um for us to experience things differently i mean he's done He's gone track by track on an album one week. He's done uh, a week of cover songs. He's done um, a, last week was uh, was uh, songs that he has never played in public, songs that he's never recorded before. So it was just a, a whole week of just brand new music. And like you actually have something to look forward to. Um, I found that usually around like Thursday, Friday during the week. I'm like, all right, Sunday's coming up. That's right. Passenger's going to, you know, like it's just something that kind of keeps your, you keeps you focused on something good. And that's been, to me, that's been helpful. He's not an influencer, but it's another chance for me to get lost in music and not have to feel like it's a benefit concert for something, you know? That's really beautiful because I I think that you and I both enjoy music that is kind of done in that way, that feels a little bit more intimate. And the fact that you're getting, especially when you're such a big fan, that you're getting this kind of deeper experience that you wouldn't have got, you know, if this wasn't going on. Yeah, I wish more. I wish they did this. I mean, I understand, you know, not giving away <laughs> the store, but like I, I wish this was done more often by by 
musicians and artists um, every so often because it's a nice like it's a nice way to connect with fans and in a way that yes there's probably you know millions of people watching thousands of people watching but it just feels like you in your living room getting you know an in-home concert which is I mean it's a benefit of being quarantined mm-hmm. um, it's right up my alley as as you know who I how I am with movie theaters and not wanting to go out into public um, love that but um, I wish more more people did it because it really has a, a very special vibe to it. What about you? Have you had any kind of like, you know, you you are home a lot with with work purposes, but I do know that you really rely on getting out a lot too to kind of break up the day and mm-hmm. and be inspired by being in different places. So like, how has that been for you? Obviously, not having that 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 outlet. Have you found things to kind of supplement? Yeah, I mean, kind of what you were mentioning, I think before we started recording about just kind of being in different areas of the house, as silly as that sounds, that is helpful sometimes to work at my desk or go work outside on the porch where I've been spending a lot of time or working in the kitchen. I think just like moving around um, has helped with the, with the sanity because you're right. I mean, if this wasn't going on, I would definitely be out at a coffee shop at least at least once a week. I mean, there were there were days before the quarantine happened that I would I could go like four days without leaving the house. And that was normal. But now that I can't now, I, I want to do it even more. Yeah, but. I kind of have the same thought as you. I have three podcasts that I listen to like pretty regularly and they come out on Wednesdays. So the way that you look forward to Passenger Sundays, like when I wake up on Wednesdays, I'm like, oh yes, Wednesday, three new shows just like came out. And even if I don't listen to them on that exact day, like I know that they're there and that's something to look forward to every week. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's, I mean, like you have to find things to... To look forward to. Otherwise, every day is like every, what everyone's saying. It's all the same. Every day looks the same. I had a, you know, this was a few weeks ago. I think my, my outlook on life has changed a little bit in the last few weeks, but I had a coworker of mine say to me, well, you know, at least it was Friday. Well, at least it's Friday. And it's like, that means nothing anymore. Yeah. Like that means absolutely nothing to me. But, you know, if you can find something, I think to kind of, you know, keep yourself active and interested. But again, this is all into the psyche of where the human mind is right now. And I don't think this is just you and me. We talked to to Keith and Jonah and Elliot last last time, and I felt like they were kind of getting at a lot of this too, where you need the disruption, you need the motivation, you need the this because everything kind of remains flat. Like I think everyone's mind is there. And I think the more that you can do with content as as an influencer, as a brand, to first of all be aware of that, you know, you're, you're this is where your audience, this is where their mind likely is. There might be varying degrees of how they respond to certain things or where their interests lie. But more often than not, this is where we are. There's this level of like, this kind of sucks, you know, but there's also this level of like, boy, I wish I could be doing things, but I can't be doing that. And, you know, this is why I think being aware of culture is so important uh, when it comes to social, not just in a time of a, of a pandemic, but also just when, when things are quote unquote normal, constantly being aware of what what plays, what works, how people are 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 feeling about certain things. You know, this all gets at knowing your audience. This is at the crux of everything that we do. It just feels like it's become more 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 relevant and important now because of how unstable life is and unstable everyone is. It just it just feels like this is an opportunity where if you mess this up now, you're not going to survive this. 
And if you're fortunate enough to survive it and learn from it, it's only going to stand to benefit you as we move out of this period. I mean, in a way, we are all part of the same culture right now, because at least not in our lifetime, was there ever an experience where everyone was kind of going through the same thing at the same time. And I know it's it's varying degrees, as we talked about in the beginning, where I live feels a little bit different than where you live, but I'm still feeling it. I don't know. Do you feel like subcultures are kind of getting lost in this or what what we would once consider to be cultures? Do you feel like is is getting watered down as a result of us kind of going through this collective experience? That's a really good question. Subculture, the, the, the concept of subculture is interesting because I feel like you could also argue that as we've been more secluded, those subcultures might have gotten deeper because you might have been throwing yourself into things as an outlet. You know, so I, I could see that strengthening, but I could also, you know, see the other side of that where it's like we've all become kind of the same that, you know, some of those unique aspects of our personalities and, and, and who we are as a society you know, might've gotten a little bit more flattened or, or, or watered down. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I really, I, I don't, I don't know. I think you're only going to really know that after we come out of this and sort of see where things are, you know, there's these, there's these two feelings of thought that like, okay, we're eventually going to get back to normal and we're never going to get back to normal. This is our new normal. Mm-hmm. And, and, I'm not smart enough to know how this is going to go. I don't believe it's going to change things forever. I think more or less things kind of fall back into place after, you know, sharp periods of change, you know, in my, in my lifetime and and looking back at historical things, I'm not saying that things haven't changed from a cultural standpoint over the years, but you know, it feels like, you know, if we look back at our most recent catastrophe or tragedy in life, which for for us was was 9-11, how much really changed after that? Yeah, we went to war. I would argue that racism became stronger in this country um, or or ra- I shouldn't say stronger because that's really turning a blind eye to, <laughs> to things that have happened in the past. But I would argue that it, it continued to be a significant problem mm-hmm. in this country. So maybe it didn't really change that much. But other than that, I feel like we eventually, after that big rush of patriotism, I feel like we sort of slid back down the mountain again and kind of settled into where we are. And I really kind of wonder about this too, that if we are fortunate enough to get past this at some point in time, do we just kind of slide back down the mountain and this just becomes like, oh yeah, remember that? You know, like it seems like, you know, remember when we joked a couple, was it a year or so? I can't even remember now, two years ago when I was like, was there an Olympics this year? And like, we actually had to Google search it and like, yes. oh yeah, there was. And it's like, that was like a momentous occasion for us growing up as kids. I mean, you know, watching the Olympics, like I feel like, we, we, I mean, hopefully we don't because so many people have lost their lives here. Like there's stuff to remember clearly, but you know, we're a funny, we're a funny culture and a funny society. Oh, definitely. And I feel like we're just, we're so in this right now and it's, it's so in your face. I know that like you, we talked about escapism and trying to avoid it, but it's hard to avoid it. And do you find yourself thinking back to like the beginning of this year? Like (laughs) lately I'm like thinking about- I mean last week? (laughs) (laughs) No, like I'm thinking about, you know, like Christmas and like, oh, like I was home in New York for Christmas and- we went to Orlando a few times at the beginning of this year, and I was at Disney right before all of this broke out. And that feels like 
a lifetime ago. It, it's yeah. hard to remember that normal life existed not in in the not so distant past. <laughs> Everything is so fast uh, these days, and and whether that's a whether that's a product of devices, internet culture, whatever. But but it also feels like life events are also have also caught up to what social has sort of amplified. It's becoming harder, I feel like, to continue to take the punches of things that either have happened in your life. Like I, I'm using the words take the punches because the start of 2020 <laughs> has not been great for us as a family. Like it's been fine. We're all healthy, knock wood, and, and everybody's okay. But I mean, you know, we started the year, my son got sick and, and was in the hospital. And I mean, you know, he's only a year old and that was really scary for us because we didn't have answers for things. And like we look back at that. I mean, that was that was end of January, early February. And here we are mid-April and it feels like five years ago, mm -hmm. but it was like a matter of like, you know, we're talking like 12 weeks ago. Like yeah. it really wasn't that long. Um, so, yeah, I, I it's just it seems like, you know, I've seen all the memes and everybody's kind of, you know, poking fun at, 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 you know, what 2020 has been as a year. But but yeah, it's true. Um, people have had to deal with a lot and, and, and their psyches are very fragile right now. I do think we'll go back to normal, but I think at least initially, like in the next year, even even if, you know, miraculously everything went back to normal in within the next month, I think even a year from now, we'll hear people still being really sensitive about this. I mean, how can we not? I, I think that's where when I said to you, like, I don't know if you're going to really know this until after we get out of this, like... I think it's going to be really telling as we start to kind of, you know, go back into society if we're fortunate enough to get to that point, how people react to things and our ability to remember that just because the quarantine quarantines have been lifted doesn't mean that people have left that mental space mm -hmm. and and doesn't mean that people are completely comfortable with where they are. You know, they might have loved ones who are still in vulnerable positions. They might have concerns of their own from a personal standpoint. And we shouldn't lose sight of them and we shouldn't lose sight of feeling like we still want to ask that question, how are you, more than just a courtesy, you know, in, in passing. The the big news this week is that Georgia is going to at least start to open back up. Yeah. And when I heard that news... I had this weird feeling like I'm not ready for things to go back to normal and not from a like not judging, you know, from a health perspective or a political perspective or a safety perspective. Like I don't feel emotionally ready for life to go back to being full speed ahead. I really feel like I'm going to need like a transition back into this like if someone said to you all right steve you can go back to work tomorrow ryan can go back to daycare rachel can go back to work you guys can order out dinner whenever you want like would you, you couldn't i can't imagine that you could just wake up tomorrow morning and be like all right let's go yeah i think that's <laughs> going to be really difficult and i don't know if it's like you know um because of not being in our routine i just think it's mentally i think so much of this is is mentally and emotionally it's, you know, if, if we had to wake up tomorrow and do it, we, could we do it? Sure. Mm -hmm. But physically being able to do something and mentally being able to do something, I think are two very different things. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and that's an obvious statement, I know. But I, I, I think that's going to be the, the, the kicker here. And that's why I, I, I keep coming back to culture matters, feelings matter, and awareness and self-awareness uh, of yourself and of others um, is going to play a huge role in, in you know, I, I, I said this to a colleague of mine the other day that, you know, when we look back on this period, I think the individuals who are able to understand that life is life is more than just what you're in control of or what you're responsible for and making sure that the people you're working with understand that too. Those are the ones that are going to come out of this thing in really good shape and in good standing with those, those, those people. And I'm talking from a work standpoint here. I think the people who don't get that, and I'm not talking about her at one end of the spectrum. I'm talking about, you know, asking, how are you? just to just to seem like they care um but really you know they want to get to the business at hand of something um i think i think it's only gonna stand to backfire i hope that the the gentleness i think is maybe a good word to use um that has been existing between most people except for the people who are (laughs) yelling at each other i feel like we need that to stay i hope that that's something that doesn't get stripped away from all of this. If you've enjoyed this episode, help us spread the word on social media. Tag us at pod for creatives and let us know what stood out to you. I was louder, wasn't it? It was much yeah, like, almost, like, almost like in your face. You're always loud. Like, not that you are loud, but like... It seems, when, like, <laughs> it seems like you've been waiting to say this for a while. No, no. When, like, when you look at the audio, which you see when you're editing the, the videos... Definitely spikes. Yours are... I mean, you, you see when I shout. Like, it matches yours, but <laughs> for the most part, your, your sound is, like, so much more prominent than mine. These, these microphones are very sensitive. Yeah, but, I mean, like, concerning how much we paid for them, I think they're, they get the job done. <laughs> It's true. I mean, what did we pay for this? It was like under a hundred, I think. Yeah, I want to say it was like eighty-five dollars or something yeah. like that. I thought. Yeah. Okay. What did you pay for yours? <laughs> Such a Costanza line. <laughs>